0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. I am one of your hosts here, Mark Browner, and my co host, Lodger, is there on the hey, other end of Uvu.
1: <laughs> Again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not the first time I've been at the end of an Uvu. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? In my- in my college days. Anyway, uh, going okay, how are you doing? Doing
0: great. What about in your college good. days?
1: I did a lot of, I was at the end of an a lot, but <laughs> I've slowed down <laughs> as I got older. I don't know what uh, I'm well, talking
0: about. Yeah, <laughs> well. that's all right.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Crazy. Uh, wow.
1: This is episode
0: well, five, man.
1: That's awesome. It feels like we just started. I'm loving doing this.
0: Yeah, me I'm too. I'm having a
1: good time. Yeah, and I got to see you this week. Yeah. You know that's absolutely I hadn't true. had a chance t- to hang out with you in a while because you live almost forty five minutes or to an hour from me and in Austin that seems like a lifetime away. Yeah yes and uh i may may as well
0: i I may as well be living in in dallas
1: (laughs) (laughs) at least you come down to my part of town a lot more than i go up to your part of town but but uh so i I do get to see you more
0: right i will not argue with with that point that's true
1: (laughs) i'm glad you do well you come down for a lot of things and do a lot of things here with your lovely wife sierra yes Um, we do so it's 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 not like you are coming just to see me sometimes so that's cool
0: Agreed. And for that the just, uh, for the listeners out there, the I, I don't in fact live in Dallas, I live in Round Rock, but yes, as Elijah said, I may as well be, or it seems like much further away. And sometimes <laughs> it, it feels like that, especially in the middle of the night, driving from central Austin back to Round Rock seems like an eternity.
1: I, you know, when I first moved here from Houston to drive to Pflugerville, to go up there to their 20-screen movie theater to see a movie was nothing. It was like, ah, this is, you know, because I, I, in Houston you drive an hour to get anywhere. Now that now that I've lived here 16 years, if it's 15 minutes or more to get somewhere. I'm like, eh. Do I really want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How bad do I really want to go? <laughs> I, I, th- I think that yes,
0: that checkers your uh, your decisions a lot of times.
1: It does. You know, there's always this in Austin. There's this thing of uh, living on the South Side, South Austin. Supposedly, it has its own own mindset and and community, and you know. Right. All that, and, and then um, then there's kind of downtown Austin in the middle, and then everything north, and of course, South Austin and Austin people like to talk disparagingly about people who live north.
0: Right, um, well, yeah. But, you know. I get it, I get it.
1: It's uh, So, that's, I, that's I try why, not to be that way, but... Yeah,
0: well, that's why Sierra and I try to make it downtown as, whenever we can, invariably well, you, we do you, for entertainment purposes.
1: You... You really are a South Austin person who's just temporarily. We all feel like it's temporary. <laughs> like yeah. eventually you'll be back.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Just can't you know, just can't afford just, to move there now.
1: Oh my gosh, it's at, expensive to at live at here.
0: At least not buy a house. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I may well, I may be know. able to make it just south of Walnut Creek, but uh, that's that's about as far south as I can probably <laughs> afford to
1: purchase a house. <laughs> I don't even know where Walnut Creek is. That's bad. Um, that's, I've lived that, here a long time.
0: That's the big dip in I-35 uh, on the north side of town right around Breaker.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I know that area. Right. But I didn't know it was called Walnut Creek. That's interesting. Yes. there's a,
0: You learn something. There's a nice green belt uh, along Walnut Creek. Not that I've been down it
1: because hmm. I don't live in that hmm. area. Right. I've never. I don't think I've ever done anything. Known anyone who lived there, or had anything. I was doing in that area ever. Yeah, there are some. There's little pockets of.
0: There are. I was about to say that. You read my mind. There are. There's little pocket (laughs) neighborhoods around other that are very cool and have some really cool houses that have been there. You know, since the I don't know 60s.
1: Right. Back well, when the, that, and there's back just like, when that
0: was the uh, you know the hinterlands the the outskirts of town
1: <laughs> the outskirts of town yeah well it's just like a um, oh well, it's probably been about seven eight months ago I had to go run up to um, Burnett to get some things um, yeah at, for work and I was like oh my god I've I'd never really been on Burnett if I had it just been once or twice and not that much and Burnett has a ton of cool little restaurants and shops. and it's just a really neat little area of town that,, um, you know, we've been there a couple times to go to Peach tortilla. and um, uh, which is an awesome restaurant here in town. yes. and um among many. Yeah, there's a a lot of places there that we need to go back up there sometime. That's my point here because there's two or three restaurants there that I haven't been to that I'd like to go to. And then there's a couple of um, junk shops, resale shops, secondhand stores, whatever you want to call them, uh, that are kind of cool that are there. And it's just a neat little area that I I hadn't really been to that much and I've been a couple times since then and always enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, there are. Uh, Sierra and I have gone to some of the – I don't know what you call them. They're kind of part antique shop, part junk shop, and just looking at uh, some really cool stuff, you know, vintage furniture mixed amongst brand new locally made furniture, things like that. Uh, It's interesting Hmm. along that. You're talking about North Burnett, just north of maybe 51st Street?
1: Right, right. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. I don't know exactly where it is. Yeah, okay. but I don't know. Fifty-first. I don't even know if it crosses Burnett. Does it? I think it turns. Uh, it doesn't. Fifty-first turn into something else, or um, um, my Austin geography is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, when you're there too, you're oh. not that far. That part of town, you're not that far from Room Service, which is my favorite vintage store in town. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I know what you're yeah, talking I love about. Yeah, Room the, Service.
0: Isn't that the big? Uh, it's it got a giant uh, dresser on on the roof or something.
1: Does it? It may, and I may it's, not have ever noticed it. It looks like a, a very
0: it. colorful, big, uh, cartoony-looking uh, dresser on top of the building. Or am I thinking yeah, of another? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think so. Well, it's right there at that. It's uh-huh. on. I don't. I can't even remember what street that is. That it's on. It's on that little curved area where uh, a bunch of stuff that's been there forever caught in places I haven't been to, really. But there's a Greek restaurant there. Phoenicia, Phoenicia I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is right there. Oh. There's a couple other resale shops there, and there is a, I want to say Monkey something, Monkey Works, or uh, Monkey Wrench, or something.
0: Monkey Balls? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oh. And, when I go, all I go to is, yeah. by the is way, room service. So. By the way,
0: you're right. 51st Street uh, stops when it hits... Uh, Guadalupe Lamar, you know that the kind and of why the it
1: becomes it, like dead ends it right there? at a,
0: a comic book shop in a, a apartment complex or something.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That comic book shop is really cool too. I think it's just called the comic book store. No, Austin Comics. Yeah. Austin Comics, and then there's a little Asian inspired kind of an anime store where they have action figures and books and uh, art. I think it's owned by a guy named Tim Doyle, who's owned comic book shops and stuff in Austin for a long time. Oh, really? And, um, yeah. That would I can't explain why remember that... the name of that little store. Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, you were talking about Burnett Road in the area where... But I think I was there last week and went to Pint House Pizza. Isn't that on Burnett Road? Hmm, don't know. Yeah, well, I'm pretty I'm, sure it Pint is. Pint House it's, Pizza. Yeah, it's, it's right next to probably the oldest... Pit Barbecue that still exists in Austin. It's like this dumpy little what's, old building on Burnett. What's
1: that barbecue? You're talking my language oh, now. What barbecue not, place is that that I don't know it, about? No,
0: it's called the Pit Barbecue. It's it's like never, a, a never small been chain told about it. Yeah, that's been that had been in Austin for many many years, and most of them have closed down. I think. I think there's still one on Cameron, and there's that small one on Burnet. I don't know. I haven't been to one in years. It's just you know, it's just okay barbecue. I think. Been too long, huh?
1: But it's been there for a long time, huh?
0: Yes, but uh, hmm. but but the place I was talking about, which is right next door to that place, is Pint House Pizza, which is they brew their own beer, plus they make really good pizza, kind of craft. Wow, craft pizza with craft beer, and uh, hmm. judging from the crowd that was there, it's a pretty big place, and it was packed. It's kind of uh, picnic table type seating inside and uh so it was a pretty good time
1: oh that's did you guys just go to eat
0: uh we went there to meet some friends
1: cool yeah i went there you didn't go to see a band or anything there they don't have musicians no there. Uh,
0: they didn't have any there when we were there i i don't know what they do on certain nights but i don't think that they do that
1: cool so uh that there's a there's a place there on burnett called i think it's called the noble sandwich shop really? that i've been to that's really good too yeah
0: haven't been noble
1: San- i want to say noble sandwich shop it's um uh, the noble sandwich shop has uh, uh their their sandwiches are really good um and they have great mac and cheese and they have really good brussels sprouts you know grilled brussels sprouts oh, are the yeah. new big thing
0: yeah oh, i know um, but I've, no- I've had some at various places and yeah i love them
1: yeah nothing can beat the grilled brussels sprouts at peach tortilla as far as i'm concerned oh, <laughs> theirs really? are the best yeah, that's having, the ones that have some kind of bacon jam on them. That's amazing.
0: Ah, you know, there's there's a place called Ramen Tatsuya that that makes uh, mm-hmm. kind of a grilled Brussels sprouts and some sort of an amazing sauce, and they call them Yodas.
1: Oh, really? You know, <laughs> yes. I haven't been to ra- Ramen Tatsuya yet, and every time I go, it's so packed with people yeah. that we we end up going somewhere else. Right?
0: I mean, there's there's <laughs> but, um, a re- there's a reason yeah. why it's it's always right. packed with people. It's it's really good. You're right,
1: that's what everyone tells me. Yeah, that's on my list, and I keep forgetting about trying to go back there sometime. I need to go like yeah. on a weeknight or, or or a Saturday afternoon or something when it would be a little slower and see. Right
0: this this ain't um, your this ain't your college ramen.
1: Right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: This ain't this ain't well, no that, that, this ain't no ten for a dollar.
1: <laughs> this ain't no Dollar General ramen. Um, <laughs> oh hell no. That room. That's. That, that reminds me now With all this talking. We originally started talking about the fact that we saw each other this week, and, and we, we did. hung out at uh, Threadgill's down on Riverside. We did. Now,
0: let me preface this. I was I was feeling a little hungover when we, we met up at uh, Threadgill's because cause the night before, we had gone to Pine House Pizza and had a lot of beer. And after that, went right. to uh, the Little Longhorn, which is a very famous bar in town. It used to be called Ginny's Little Longhorn. Which is kind of a little dive bar on. I think that's on.
1: How do I not that's know that's on Burn It 2?
0: Maybe? I can't remember now. Hmm. And uh, had a lot of beer, and we were out till. We didn't get home till like three o'clock in the morning. So that was a
1: Friday night, so not, yeah, uh, not a work night at least.
0: I know. Just I was a little under the weather when we met up at uh, Threadgills, but you uh,
1: you don't show it. Oh yeah, you're very good about didn't? not not. I'm usually like, oh, <laughs> 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 everyone well. has to know how bad I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I just had but this. But you're very good. Yeah, I just had this headache that was wrapped around the top of my head, and then and then squeeze was squeezing my right eye. It was crazy.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> it's horrible. How wonderful. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so luckily, Trish had some uh, Advil or something, because uh,
1: yeah, so we, yeah, Trish we got Black, to hang Black out with yes, yeah, Trish the Dish, the Trish Golden dish.
0: Arches, the Golden Arches girl, she's, Golden
1: Arches. Remember that?
0: Yeah, of course. We <laughs> she's one of the um Loop TV alums.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Well, it's funny because. You know, one thing I love about that whole circle of friends with uh, uh, Lube TV Days and John Christensen's circle of friends is we all have more than one name, except for me, I think. Um, um, right. Everybody has several names, um, like Trish the Dish and and Golden Arches. and um, Right. And, we, you know, we don't have a nickname. Does Sierra have a nickname?
0: Um, Does even... <laughs> I call her and Sweetie. We always
1: just... Oh, well, you're allowed. So... <laughs> <laughs> We might have to come up with a nickname for her. And sometimes um, I call her does, su- su-
0: I call her Sweet Wifey.
1: Sweet Wifey, yeah, yeah. that's always nice. Her <laughs> yeah. friends don't call her by any nicknames. Like Jamie uh, doesn't call her by any kind of nickname.
0: I think maybe sometimes she calls her Chesty McChesterson. No, <laughs> I, I, I just made that up. We.
1: Uh, oh, that's getting edited out. You know. Yeah, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can definitely edit that out.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, well, we were at. I'll just keep going. We were at Threadgills yes, with we were um, at Threadgills. Trish, Trish the Dish, and of course Sierra was there, and you and I were there. And you yep. and Sierra were going to see. I can. It's Nakia, correct?
0: We did. Nakia was the headliner, uh, which we uh, we've talked about Nakia before in a previous episode of the show. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, he had an opening act who was uh, Emily Bell. And she's kind of a kick-ass singer lady, as Sierra called her. Uh, depending upon what song that she's singing, she's either channeling Debbie Harry, or Joan, Joan Jett, or uh, another singer that Sierra suggested, Jen Wigmore, who I'd never heard before until never today. Never
1: heard of Gin Wigmore. Interesting. But anyway, uh, wow, yeah, I think I would have liked that.
0: I think I think you would have too. Um, I, I should have I mean, win. I, I, well, I wish you would have, but.
1: It was so damn hot, and it was outside. Yeah,
0: I know. That's, that's a turnoff for a lot of people, and it was a small crowd, but uh, it was a good crowd and a very appreciative crowd, and Emily Bell was uh, much appreciated. She, her, her opening song sounded to me like it was like a country rap song, <laughs> which, which oh, is pretty wow. wild and, and interesting and different, and she kind of moved on, and maybe three songs in, she did a punk song. She had written herself in the punk style, hmm. if there is such a thing, and uh, <laughs> but she's kind of a generally a rocker kind of alt rock hard oh, to cool. hard to quantify,
1: I mean, you know, but really
0: good, really good.
1: Some, some that's cool. sometimes that's the best ones. i like I like someone who does you know has a lot of variety in their sound. Yes. Because and, if they start out and do a country rap song, and you don't like country or rap, and you're like, yeah, something new's coming up in four minutes, so <laughs>
0: right, exactly. So somewhere in the middle of her set, she asked Nakia to come up on stage, and they uh, paid tribute to the victims and families of uh, the Orlando tragedy, and uh, they oh, sang cool. uh, the the Beatles song "Let It Be" together, and it was, uh, it was oh a, it was wow, a, it was a beautiful moment. I really was touched by it. So, well, that, yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Well, that was the thing that we saw Nakia before when we were in Threadgill's eating. He walked by the table and he was wearing like a, a, a rainbow shirt, like a pride shirt, for yes. lack of a better term. And uh, I didn't know he was gay. And so yes. I asked you and Sierra, and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know that. But I don't watch the show that he w- was on, which I think was The Voice. Right. right? I think- That's why I didn't know. I didn't know anything about him.
0: Yeah, I I think so he, he 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 received some popularity from that show, but then he got turned off by the whole music industry scene and the, you know, the the fake people associated with it. And uh, I think some of the uh, one of the songs that he actually sang is kind of making fun of that whole plastic scene as it were. <laughs> Right. So yeah, well, he I, had, he's got. I, it sounds like I he's got imagine. a little bit of a bitter taste in his mouth over the the whole Hollywood well, music scene or manufactured yeah, the music whole scene,
1: California, Los Angeles music scene. Right. Well, and I think it's hard. You know, there are. It's getting better and better because that music companies don't make the kind of money they used to twenty years ago, and so they have to be more open to niche type artists. And um, but, you know, can you imagine? A, I mean, he is not a small, not a small person. He's a rather large guy. So sure. he's, he's kind of a chub, chubby guy and he's openly gay. You couldn't have sold that 20 years ago. Can you imagine the kind of pressure? And I'm sure that kind of negative pressure still exists where you someone is like, oh, we'll give you a record contract. But you need to take off 20 pounds and, and you can't sing. You know, you need to sing girl, songs about girls and, you know, that stuff like that must just make you want to get sure. out of the business I, I, <laughs> I'm sure I'm
0: sure that played a, f- a part in that sure
1: oh yeah yeah you can all you can just imagine yeah. uh I, you know and and it's funny because things have gotten better and and uh there's there you know there's some openly gay artists out there now and uh absolutely uh, some, some y- young artists and then uh there's a couple of artists who well like Megan Trainor and some other artists who you know their size isn't it doesn't have anything to do with their talent other than the size of their talent. And, uh, right. So, you know, things like that are getting better, but, um, oh, I'm definitely. sure the pressures to, to, to be thin and to write songs about certain things are still there all the time. True. I, I don't, I don't think those factors are career
0: killers anymore.
1: Like they used to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's kind of the cool thing about choice of too, is that, you know, choice of uh, got a record deal and then he, he posted a coming out video on YouTube a, a few months later, I think when he turned eighteen, um, and he thought, well, this may be the they may my record company because he hadn't put anything out yet. He hadn't even told people that he had gotten the record contract, and um, and he thought, well, they may call me tomorrow and say we don't want you know we're dropping you, but I'm going to do what's right for me. And of course they didn't. They've supported him all the way. I was just watching one of his videos earlier tonight, and it was like he's lying, lie, laying in bed with another guy, and they're kind of holding hands. And it's, you know, it's not overtly sexual, but it's sweet. And, and you know, he's definitely holding hands with a guy. And right. um, I was just like, you know, that's, you don't, you know, how awesome is that <laughs> to see that in a video for him to be able to just do his own thing.
0: Right. Agreed. I mean. Think back to the, the old days of, uh, say, George Michael, for instance, who had to hide everything, every aspect uh, of that about his life, you know, years ago, absolutely. at least certainly yeah. in the 80s.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Especially in America. America is more puritanical, of course. But, but yeah, artists like, you know, artists I really like, like Elton John and, and Bowie, and, and all that stuff was tough on their careers. Uh, and I think on their psyche, obviously. Yes. you know that can't be fun to deal with. So right. Anyway, well, that uh, was a really cool. So I gotta wait. see Nakia now because
0: <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. But and you you mentioned Bowie a, a second ago, and uh, mm-hmm. when when Nakia got up there and was doing his uh, musical set at uh, Threadgills, he actually did a cover of Golden Years. Oh Bowie wow! What uh, that's not one of the my faves. that's not the interesting thing is that he he was backed up by the Barton Hills Choir. They were doing all the background oh, wow. vocals for that song, so that was pretty was this, interesting.
1: Was this at, at Threadgills that night? That was at Threadgills. Or was this it, another
0: show? No, this is wow. at Threadgills the other night. And uh, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the entire Barton Hills Choir, because gosh, that that's, that Barton Hills Choir is huge, but it was like a, a, a small sub subset of, of, of their choir that showed up, maybe 20 kids or so ranging in age from say 10 to 15 maybe something like that and uh so yeah it was it was very cool and apparently he's done some live performances before and i think they're either have just put out a record together or or are about to i i don't know the details of that but Mm, uh, that sounds interesting. interesting Yeah, they did uh, Golden Years. Then they also did a uh, cover of Queen's crazy little thing called Love. So it was it was <laughs> fun, really fun. Cool. That's fun. Yeah, they only yeah did, they did like a couple of songs together right at the beginning of his set, and then they left, and then he did you know his his regular set.
1: It's the rest of the set? That's that yeah, would be so. that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, man. Now I'm sorry I missed that. I've got to check him out. I've well, got to make a point. That's the good thing. Going to a show. I,
0: I, I'm sure he'll he'll be around, and and you should be able to see him probably in an air conditioned venue
1: even. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, that's, the, that's part of the key for me is we, yeah, I got to be in the AC. Th- this summer isn't that hot, really, but it's just, um, it's just seeming so hot to me. We yeah. haven't even hit really 100 yet. And, wow. oh, I just go outside and I can barely breathe. It's so stifling hot. Right. Well, but I
0: love Texas. <laughs> yeah. But you you want to know about hot uh, Monday? My air conditioner was giving us trouble here at home, and uh, oh yeah. So, so I actually ended up taking the day off to fix my air conditioner because my regular air conditioner guy, his phone is not uh, in service anymore. <laughs> so I, I I was I was left hanging, but luckily it was something that I could fix myself, and so I did. But it was uh, a, it was a little scary there, and Sierra was sweating for about five hours, so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a happy time.
1: It's it's time for another episode of Mark Browner handyman <laughs> <laughs> What would Sierra and I do without you to help us fix things and chase rats and <laughs> I don't know I couldn't even I couldn't even just, bait the mouse traps I didn't know how to like, I don't know how to do this Well I never had to do this stuff
0: <laughs> Ultimately you have you have a, a an apartment manager who can take care of that shit but
1: Well yeah yeah it's just my oh boy, my on call
0: hours are longer
1: <laughs> yes, you're my my late in the evening. What do I do? Mark phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, wow. Hey, I wanted to. Uh, you we talked about Bowie a second ago, and and yes. as uh, anyone who listens to this uh, podcast will learn over time, I am a huge Bowie freak. I love Bowie. Indeed, you um, are. He is, he is my guy. He is the main man as far as I'm concerned. And, sure. and, um, which I'm, I know, I know you enjoy Bowie a lot too, yeah, I'm, but I'm a
0: big fan, uh, but certainly no one, not as big as you are.
1: No one comes to my level anyway. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. There are people out there who are so fanatical, you know, that it puts me to shame, but I'm a pretty big fan. Yes. So I just, it made me just think of two things. One is I'm reading a Bowie book, which I, you know, I have a ton of them and, and, uh, I, um, it's called Ziggyology. It's it's kind of about uh, the Ziggy him becoming Ziggy Stardust. So it's right. about his early days. But but it's written in a really weird way, and and it's like it even goes back to Beethoven, talking about things that kind of it's like they talked about Beethoven and H.G. Wells. Now, oh, this was cool. As then as in influences. The next chapter, as as kind of the as things that led to the coming of Ziggy.
0: Ah. yes not
1: influences per se as but influences but also more of like i mean it was the chapter on yeah the chapter on um uh, beethoven i said mozart it was beethoven i'm sorry uh, okay. the chapter on beethoven was really cool it, it they it kind of set him up to show how um how he was kind of not a punk but you know like the punk rock guy of of classical music in his right. day he was, he and was, some of the things he
0: Breaking boundaries yeah, and pushing yeah. envelopes.
1: And pushing envelopes, which I didn't, you know, I don't really know that much about Beethoven other than dun-dun-dun-dun. And uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so it was kind of an interesting chapter. And then like, then there was a chapter on H.G. Wells, and I kind of skimmed through that one. And then hmm. there was a chapter on Alan Quartermain. Alan and Quartermain? Quartermain is he like a, he, a, a superhero of fiction of sorts? He, it's a science fiction thing. It's the that's the character remember when you and i saw that movie that we were talking about that's the sci-fi 60s uh, almost looks like it's a hammer movie where there's something down in the subway and they find out that it's it's um right martians uh-huh. and i can't remember what it's called but remember we looked it up on wikipedia and whatever it's called in in england it was called alan Quatermain and the something something oh no shit and wow yeah and so I found out. So I was like, Oh my god! They were describing that movie, and I was like, Oh my god, that's the movie me and Mark were watching a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's it started as a early television show when they were trying to come up with something to fill some time during the summer one year, I think, in the late '50s on the BBC. And okay. some guy they had hired to, to do some writing came up with this story about Alan Quartermain, and he was kind of like a the first. I don't. It's not like a Buck Rogers. It was more. But no. it, at first it was about space, but then it turned into like government conspiracy theories and craziness. I'm not sure. Right.
0: But, it's kind of like, but a, I was a, like that, an early James Bond type, sort of.
1: Right. With with a little more of a science fiction bent to it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, so it, I, had no I was like, it, it It was just really funny because uh, I think that movie was originally a TV season that they did five or six episodes that told the same story that that movie told. Oh, that, that they re- redid a few years later with because oh, okay. in the it, it wasn't like they recut the t- it
0: to be a movie. Okay.
1: No, no, it was like they remade it using the same story. Right. Um, probably because the TV episodes were either not saved or on crappy kinescope or something. But yeah, I'm um, sure. Yeah. It was it was interesting because that in the in the synopsis that I read they were saying that when they find the vehicle the spaceship buried when they're, they're digging for the subway and they find a spaceship buried. Exactly. And, and it's Martians, I believe is <laughs> yeah. what they see or what they think it is. Yeah. That but kind of dates suppos- the movie
0: a little, but Well anyway.
1: supposedly it, in the TV series, the way I read it, it's, it's actually our ancestors who were Martians and they've come to earth to, to repop. So they're, they're, they're waiting for us to repopulate on earth. And But I, you know, <laughs> I can't really describe it, but it was wow. it was a really interesting – it made me want to see the movie again is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Right. Can you it remember was really, what the it,
0: name of the movie was? I not, got it on the tip of I, my even tongue. If someone,
1: even if someone said it, I wouldn't know it. I mean I could – Oh, it's I like could, 10 could million miles
0: to earth or something like that or 10 million years to earth or
1: – Is it – are you googling stuff? No, I, it just <laughs> popped into
0: my head. I remember there was something about it was either ten million miles or ten million years or I'm trying to Google while we talk.
1: Alan Quartermain movie.
0: Five million oh. years to Earth. Is that like, what it's called? Yeah, 1967.
1: Wow. With five uh, million miles to Earth. Right. Also called Quartermain and the Pit. That's what we found, saw on Wikipedia. That's right. When we wow. when we looked it up and we were trying to figure it out. And I guess there's several Alan Quartermain movies. Here I'm seeing one from '86 with Richard Chamberlain and Sharon Stone, which I vaguely remember coming out and people in America going, "What what is this?"
0: Oh wow, um, really?
1: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, that just really struck me when I read that Bowie book. That and uh, and overall, I'm not real impressed with this book, but it it is at least. You know, I've had to skim through some of it that was kind of like, yeah, I don't care. But, <laughs> oh, really? But, yeah, but it's, you know, it, it is at least a different take on it. The guy who wrote Ooh. it, but I but, think he thinks he's really smart. So.
0: <laughs> oh, is it Quarter Main or Quarter Mass? It's Quarter I think it's mass. Quarter main. No, I'm looking at uh, IMDb, and it's not Alan Quarter main, It's Bernard Quarter Mass is called in to div- divine its origins and explain its strange effects on people. So that's a, that's a completely Wait, different person than Alan Quartermain, which is definitely a person in um, English fiction who is kind of a, a a guy. I don't know, man. I don't want to be Oh, sh- you're right. It I is don't...
1: Bernard Quartermass. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't want to I, shit on your parade, some... but uh, yeah, no, the names are No, but you're right. So I just similar.
1: Googled it. Mm-hmm. I just Googled it, and you are right. okay. Because it, because I'm looking here on Wikipedia now, and they're saying it was created by a guy named Nigel Neal for BBC Television, and that's the one that the. The uh, book was talking about. so okay. it started as a a science fiction TV show on the BBC. I think it was like a summer replacement kind of a thing. and um so they they in the book, they kind of talk about how Bowie was a little kid when this was on, and he his, him and his dad probably watched it, and it probably had a uh, effect on him, oh. you know, to see to see this story that led him to be interested in science fiction. Wow and that kind of stuff.
0: yeah, and that whole Bernard concept of uh, being an alien.
1: Right, right. Oh, wow. So was so the film was it called
0: Five Million Miles
1: Quarter five, Mass in the Pit. Yeah, Quarter Mass. Five in Million the pit. Miles. Sir.
0: Five Million Earth. Five Million Years to Earth. To yeah.
1: Earth. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Uh, that that, yeah. that that.
0: Now I'm now I'm interested. Yeah, we we kind of caught it toward the end. I do. We re- did.
1: I think we saw like the last ten minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, I do remember seeing it as a kid and. Just getting a real creepy feeling from it, just because uh, hmm. you know the you know the the big uh, the big spectacular finale of the film really creepy to me as a kid. I don't want to give any spoilers <laughs> to anybody out there who wants to watch uh, Five Million Years to Earth. But uh, yeah, that 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 ending part just creeped me out a lot as a kid, for sure.
1: I can't wait to see it. I'm sure we saw it on. Um turner classic movies i'm sure they will show it again so i'll just keep my eye out for when it's going to play again um because um yeah i definitely want to see it now
0: yeah for sure
1: so and speaking of movies and bowie you know the other day i was just googling or youtubing and i somebody i think posted a an interview with bowie No, no, no. I bought a DVD called Bowie in his own words, which is just someone who has taken about 10 different interviews off of television, Uh, although different countries. There was a German interview and there there was a French interview, but it's just kind of Bowie uh, through the years being interviewed um, where where you could probably find all these interviews on YouTube. But I spent, of course, 20 bucks to buy the DVD. Of course. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's really interesting because there was one interview from about seven. I think it was from uh, around 77 um, where he's talking about how he wants to be a film director. And that, huh. that's kind of what he's going to do in the future, which I you know, Bowie had talked about that at times. And he even made some little experimental films um, around the Diamond Dogs album and the, that story. And he he'd done some things. Of course, he's high on coke on, during most of this time. Uh, okay. um, so, yeah. So but I had forgotten that um, that was one of those things he kept saying in in his in the mid 70s was that he was going to direct movies. And then it just hit me that his son uh, yes. does direct movies. Duncan and, Jones. And uh, Duncan Jones. And um, and I'm like, wow, is that you know? Because I- I've seen pictures. Of course, when Duncan was a little boy, he was Zoe Bowie, but he changed his right. name when he got older. I so can't imagine why. Of, yeah, I love the name Zoe Bowie, but. Um, right. Because because Mark Bolin of um, T-Rex had a son called Roland Bolin uh, oh, in wow. response to that. <laughs> Amazing. But when Zoe was a little kid and like in 77, Zoe would have been about seven. And he's uh, he was on the set when they were um, actually 76. They were shooting um, the man who fell to earth. Okay. And so there's pictures of him on the set and looking at the camera and looking through the camera and different things. Oh, really? And I'm like, wow, he he, yeah, he was around movies when he was little. But he also I just wondered how much that thing of, you know, where your dad kind of says, oh, this is what I want to do. Uh-huh. Then that becomes what you want to do. Um, Possibly. And it's like he's kind of he's kind of living his dad, although his dad certainly doesn't need anyone to live his dream. He did fine no. on his own, but. But it's kind of like Duncan's I live my dream. The... Oh, I love that song. <laughs> and sappy, sappy, early Bowie. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I was just like, wow, that's cool. I had kind of forgotten. Bowie was really, you know, he talked about it all the time, wanting to direct. And his son does. Wow, that's and, so cool. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a neat thing. I, and I just, you just wonder how much of that was almost like an homage to. To his dad, you know, was was he inspired because his dad was so inspired about it or uh, or just because he was around filmmaking a lot when he was a kid and it interested him?
0: I would I would think the latter there. Yeah, that uh, being at such a young age, being on the set of such an amazing movie, especially with Man Who Fell to Earth and others, I'm sure that he was in. So um, that sure as hell would have uh, inspired me.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it would have really piqued your interest. Um, Definitely. You know, he's he spent like the last three or four years working on this movie called uh, I think it's called Warcraft, and it's based on a video game. And so I'm oh, just not really. like World of really Warcraft. Too, no, there's a an, there's another. That's what I thought at first too. But there's another video game just called Warcraft apparently. Oh. Um. Yeah. And. so well, that's not so derivative he's, at all. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So. His, <laughs> He's done, the, and I don't know what it's about. It, you know, they used a lot of that uh, uh, motion capture kind of stuff, and it almost has like a three D animation feel to it. Oh. There's all these characters that are like not that are humanoid, but not humans, and and so it okay. just isn't my cup of tea. So I haven't really looked that much into it. Hmm. Um, but he also directed Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I think is a really good movie. Oh,
0: I didn't know that uh, Duncan Jones directed that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's And that's a really interesting movie, I think.
0: Now, I know about Moon, to be Moon sure. Moon with Sam his,
1: Rockwell, yeah. Yes, wow, what a great was movie. His first? his cool. first feature. Oh, wow. And then apparently... He's working on a uh, his next film, so he spent like four or five years, three or four years working on Warcraft, and it's really taken a lot of his time. Um, But I guess he, you know, wanted to make sure it was perfect. And there's a lot of CGI and stuff that he had to oversee, so it took a long time. Wow! And so his next movie's gonna be, yeah, his next movie's gonna be called Mute, and I can't, and I've tried to not find out, you know, yeah, mute. So you
0: want to go into it uh, cold?
1: Yeah, not knowing much about it, but it's supposedly going to be something he he can do a a lot faster within the next year or so. And Mm -hmm. and it's from it's definitely from a source material that's either a graphic novel or a book or something, Mm -hmm. um, because people are aware of what it is about. Um, okay. So I, I've seen a few posts about it, but I again, I've just n- I haven't really delved deeply into it. I think I read about it on Wikipedia when I first heard about it and I've totally forgotten what it said, but um uh, I see. so anyway, that when you brought up Bowie, I, it just made me go off on a slippery slope, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, we definitely <laughs> definitely slid way on way on that one.
1: That's that's what we do here. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what we do. You know cool. that I'll just keep going because that made me think of something else.
0: Okay, such as because
1: when you th- when you think of Bowie and movies and all that, um, right. It just made me think about you know uh, this week there was a story. Did you see the story about Lady Gaga?
0: I did not. Know, I did not see a story about Lady Gaga. What's what is the story?
1: I, so I haven't read much about it either, and and they really aren't saying much about it right now. But apparently. They uh-huh. want to remake A Star Is Born.
0: Wow. With Lady Gaga. What a novel yeah, concept. Yeah. They've never remade that movie before. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> but it has been like 40 years, I guess. God, time uh, flies. Yeah. Since the Barbra Streisand version, cuz there's a Judy Garland version from the 50s, I believe. Right. Which James I had not seen until re- yeah, I hadn't seen mm-hmm. that until a couple years ago. Wow. And and it's a it's a pretty damn good movie, I think. Uh, um yes. And um, I, I actually have not seen the Barbra Streisand version. Uh,
0: um, I, I although, remember seeing bits and pieces of it. I couldn't say that I've actually watched it uh, beginning to end.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely have seen bits and pieces, clips here and there. But I've, um, I've haven't seen it. But you know, everybody's heard the theme song a million times. Yes. Um, so the other thing about this Lady Gaga version, if they do it, and apparently it's it's gre- You know, it's going. Uh, there's going forward, uh, is it's going to be directed by Bradley Cooper of all people. What? Yeah. Wow. That's he, wild. He supposed, yeah, he supposedly was looking for his, uh, a, a project he wanted to do for his first, uh, directing gig. Okay. And, uh, then they, uh, somehow he got involved with the star is born and Lady Gaga is attached and he, and he, is- he's all like, that's exactly what I want. So <laughs> is he,
0: is he also going to act in it?
1: Well, it didn't say, from what I've read, it didn't say much about that. Okay. Um surely they would have to get someone older.
0: Well, Who that's true. was a
1: musician. Yeah. I mean, okay, so that's here's our brain teaser for the for the show right now. What who would be a male actor who's also kind of a singer? Yeah. That's... That could do the James Mason Chris Christopherson part right. that has been washed up alcoholic Singer Why? that would have to be, he'd have to be like 50 ish, 40 or 50.
0: Ah, okay. Hmm. I know who I'd pick.
1: Oh, please say, because I don't have the slightest idea.
0: Why, Mark Mothersbaugh, of course. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be the craziest, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> fucked upest uh, oh, Star Born would ever? Be
1: so, oh, and then no. Boogie, Boogie Boy would. <laughs> <laughs> like a little Bougie, cameo, White. Poochie White would be like. Uh, I wish I knew one of the lines. Uh, he'll he'll come with the mask on to the to the Grammys and all drunk. Yeah, you were my finest. <laughs> <smallest." laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that would be awesome. That would be so great.
0: I I would go to um, see that movie a hundred times.
1: I would too. I would too, and we would be the only two in the theater. Well, probably,
0: but but, but seriously, yeah. um, gosh, um, that that would be hard because to, to well, who would you, okay, who would you pick to th- or think would play the um Chris Christopherson, James Mason, Frederick March role?
1: Yeah, I just don't know off the top of my head. I I sent out a brain teaser that I didn't have an answer for. Oh. I'm I'm trying so I'm like okay who it would have to be somebody who probably had hits in the '80s, right? Who's an actor and a musician, and I just can't come up with anyone. There's got to be someone. Well, George ac- Michael. Oh. <laughs> yes, there you go. Wait a minute,
0: not being an actor didn't stop Chris Christopherson.
1: Well that's true <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Chris uh, uh, You know I haven't seen the movie So I don't know whether he's good or not in it But um, I'm, I'm um, just being an ass Maybe we should – that'll be our – we'll think about this for a week, and then next week we'll come on the show, and we'll both have an idea of who should be the male lead in okay. A Star is Born, with All right, Lady but, Gaga. But that that That's requires
0: our... that we, we, we can't read any news stories that give give away who <laughs> who they're actually <laughs> who going be? to cast.
1: Right. We also, uh, although if it, if there is a news story within the next week that says, "Oh yeah, that's not going to happen," then we we don't have to come up with one. No, right. we still have to come up with one. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I, I'm I'm now I'm now I feel I'm I like this challenge because I'm going to spend the next week coming up with okay who could oh, oh, oh. The, I
0: know the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder. Yes.
1: I don't think he can. <laughs> no. Well, he would mumble. He'd do the mumbling part really well. You know who I just thought of? Who? John Johnny Rotten. John Holy Lyton.
0: shit! Holy shit! <laughs> that would be insane.
1: <laughs> that would be some would great be casting because he could be so oh. surly
0: and mean to.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. And yeah, and she's you know of course Gaga she can cry on demand so
0: oh yeah she she can do uh, a lot of things on demand.
1: Did you you watch American? <laughs> do you hide? Yeah, I'm American just Horror gloss Story. Right over that oh and keep my. Going.
0: Yeah. D- oh my word. See, I
1: don't. Uh, did you watch it with her in it? Oh yes. Oh, see, I don't watch American Horror Story. I've watched a couple episodes and I hated it, so I stopped right, and didn't watch it. But,
0: American uh, Horror Story Hotel. It was, you know, over the right. top and amazingly and crazily bloody, extremely bloody, probably the bloodiest uh, American horror story there there
1: has been. Um, was that... Um, but it was interesting. Is that... That's not the one. The one before that was the one where Jessica Lange sang um, Life on Mars in a Blue Suit.
0: Right. That was that the... That was uh, Carnival? Sideshow or Carnival or... Side, wasn't it Whatever that sh- season
1: was. I don't know. Freak Show. I can't... It freak was Show. Freak, that's freak right. Show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, I didn't even see any of the episodes of uh, of uh, the one with Lady Gaga, the hotel series. Did she sing in it or just act?
0: I don't recall her singing. I think she just acted.
1: Okay. I'm
0: sure there's wow, somebody going to write in and go, no, she sang. Don't you remember? No, I don't think she did sing.
1: Right, right. I don't, yeah, I I don't remember seeing any clips on, that popped up on, you know, online when she was doing the show of her singing a song or something, but, hmm, yes. Well, we'll still try and come up with a good idea for the, the male star, although I don't think I can okay. beat Johnny Rotten. That's a great, right. that's a great one, but.
0: What about Tony Bennett? No, he's way <laughs> too old.
1: <laughs> Though there Life is, imitates art, imitates yes, life, imitates th- art.
0: There is precedent. <laughs>
1: There is. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'd go see it. I'd, I'd go see Lady Gaga and Star is Born just to see what they did with it. Although. Yeah,
0: that's who, true. I mean, who,
1: who, it, who plays the male lead would be a big factor.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it would have to be somebody with some serious gravitas.
1: Oh, what does that mean?
0: I don't know. Has has some weight to I've, him. Some some.
1: Ah. Yeah. Ugh,
0: some. Yeah to them
1: yeah yeah i agree someone with some real chops both as a performer and as a as a uh, actor
0: yes chops mutton chops it's,
1: it's too bad that don knots is no longer with us <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: yeah that would that would have really done it
1: so and then there was some other movie news this week
0: yes um oh yeah there was
1: uh, i yeah, I know you're where I, you're going with it. Well, hmm. well okay. there's there were two or three other things too, but the, are you talking about the Anton Yelchin?
0: Uh, yeah, I thought that's where you were going, but you might have been going somewhere else.
1: I, I was going somewhere else, but we can talk about that. Okay, because that was sad. Was, that, that was that was a sad. It was horrifyingly sad. And just. And, and then have you seen the – so in, in case people don't know, he's a young actor. He's only 27. He, he was in right. Star Trek. He played – oh, he played – Chekhov. Well, uh, was it Chekhov? Yeah. Yes. And he's been in a lot of movies, and he's really uh, – I mean I've seen him in some movies that I really loved. Um, and uh, – so he's – I guess he stopped to get his mail at his house, and he, and he had a, a Jeep. Don't you drive a Jeep, Mark Browner?
0: I do, and, but uh, not a not so a nice one like he has
1: had. Yeah, I'm sure his is really nice. Apparently, it slipped out of gear, and um, – or they're saying that it was – it could be in neutral, and the driver would be unaware that it was in neutral or something like that.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: And, and it apparently rolled and pinned him between, like, a, a mailbox –
0: yeah, it was a a, a, a brick and,
1: mailbox and a post fence or something yeah yeah uh, yeah
0: what a, what yeah a, what a horrible way to go but just uh, awful
1: yeah just awful and such a such an amazing young talent who knows what we've been denied true from from that because it's, it's, uh, i think he could have done amazing continued to do amazing work
0: right i mean it's amazing the body of work that he he managed to produce and you know the Short number of years, he, you know, he was around.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, there was, I looked on IMDb and there's like 30 or 40, there's TV episodes and then at least 20, 25 films. Right. And, um, and then, so after that happened that, that day on Facebook, Ben Queller did a post about it and and it just hit, I oh. had totally forgotten. It just hit me like a ton, ton of bricks. Ben Queller had been in this movie called Rudderless Okay. Which is hard to say, and and a weird name for a movie, rudderless. like you know, a rudder on a yeah, a rudder yes. on a boat,
0: and then not having one, you would be
1: rudderless. Yes. Yeah, it's a. Have you seen that movie?
0: I don't think I have. Um, it's it's a really good, okay. I thought. Oh, so you have seen it?
1: Yeah, it's directed by uh, William H Macy.
0: Okay. Um, good start.
1: It's got Billy, Billy Crudup is in it. I mm-hmm. think Felicity. Huffman, who is William H Macy's wife in real life, I think she uh, is the actress in it. I'm almost sure she is. Okay. And um, so and I don't want to tell you the story because the story is so good and unique and um interesting and it does things you don't expect, uh, that I don't want to get too deeply into it, um, because. You should you should just do yourself a favor and see it. It's really great. Um, But Queller plays plays like it. So Anton Yelchin is this young guy, and he meets Billy Crudup, who's a uh, you know Billy Crudup's probably supposed to be about Uh forty. And and um, uh, Billy Crudup plays songs, and he's really good. And Yelchin wants to try and work with him and play songs with him, and he's kind of just this kid that's kind of bothering this older. It's almost like a Star is Born. <laughs> uh, okay. This older, this older guitar-playing guy that he that he likes, and so they finally put together a band, and and Queller plays uh, the bass player in the band. Um, oh, really? And wow. he's yeah, he, he doesn't have a big part. He just has a few lines, but. Um, you know that's one of the reasons I wanted to see it because I knew Queller was in it, and then Anton Yelchin was in it, and and right. I like his work, and and um, William H Macy directed, so okay, so I was just like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Nice. Um, and it, it's a really good film, and I, I was gonna look and I forgot to. I can't remember if it was filmed here in Texas or not, and mm-hmm. I get the feeling that it may have been. Um,
0: but, uh, yeah. But you, I, I think I saw the article that you were referring to that talked about Ben Queller and, uh, Anton Yelchin, uh, that they were actually pretty good friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which I, you know, one of those things you don't know until something like this happens. Cause I, you know, I follow Queller on all kinds of social media and, um, you know he's never other than when the movie was being made they he hyped it but since then he hasn't really talked about hanging out with with anton yelchin or anything like that and Mm -hmm. and um um so it was just one of those things where you kind of do that oh my god i totally forgot about this movie and this movie was great and Mm -hmm. and ben posted a really nice uh really nice little blurb about him on online and how he, they, I guess they kept in touch and talked to each other quite a bit and, and were good friends. And yeah, that must've been so, what I saw. You know, he, yeah. He's kind of devastated of course, but uh, yeah, it's I funny know. when, you know, when celebrities like that die young and unexpectedly, and it's not a person I knew in real life, but no. you just, there's a, there's a sadness cause you, you know, that that's a, the, the, there could. Who knows what could have come in the future? Well, I, I think. And,
0: I think both of us have experienced that same feeling when uh, John died.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. Thinking yeah. About, when you just uh, think you about know, what could
0: have been and dying at such a young age, it. Right. Uh, yeah. It, so I was just this this story kind of the other day. yeah kind of dredged up those those feelings, and so I can empathize completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because there is that when you lose someone, and they're. Young, and we're not talking about a kid, but, you know, someone in their no. 20s, it, it's that's still young. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you know, he...
1: and, and yeah, you just think about all the promise that was there. And 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 I think you feel shortchanged, you know, like, God damn it, this could have, yeah. you know, we're missing things that we, and we, we just have no idea what they are.
0: Right. You know, yeah, it's 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 an abrupt shift it's like you know this timeline is 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 moving forward and all of a sudden it just freaking stops and it's 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 jarring to everybody else who's who's left to 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 deal with that yeah yeah (laughs) i I agree okay
1: (laughs) i got i got kind of lost there thank you for saving me at the end no that's fine (laughs) because you you put a good spin on it so yeah uh, that i was yeah because i was just like i was just like feeling really Bad about it and 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 like why do i feel bad i don't even know this person
0: empathy man empathy
1: that's what you need that's, so that, right <laughs> let's move on to something a little more lighthearted and and yeah a little less i'm, I'm seriously sad. depressed right now yes a, a little bit a i'm little sorry bit. It's, no i no, didn't no. mean to bring up bad things but i thought about that this week you know that was a big story this week and i i, I thought about it quite a little bit no yeah, um, yeah of course
0: I mean that's that's just you know, the way it is. We're going to talk about whatever is is on our minds at the moment. So there you go.
1: I uh, there were two things that I that you know last week we spent a lot of time talking about episodic TV and TV shows we like. Yeah, we do. Um, there were two things that that I thought about when I was listening to the show. Uh, it's really weird to go back and listen to your own show. I don't. <laughs> but anyway, eh, it's um, fun. <laughs> one of them was, yeah, one of them was one of we talked about Twin Peaks coming back. Yes, and we how did. this show, this podcast is going to be a big Twin Peaks fan podcast eventually. Uh, um, yeah. I, I wish I wish there was news every week to talk about, but all we're doing now is waiting for uh, Lynch to edit everything. You know, Lynch directed every episode
0: well, that's that's uh, what's going to make it special.
1: Yeah, and that's what's gonna make it take a little while to get it all together. Cause okay. I'm sure he'll be working on it for months. Cause I remember with the, perfect.
0: Yes, cause I remember with the original series that you were always glad to see when Lynch directed an episode, cause you knew directed. it was gonna be the best. You know, <laughs> yes. when you saw it with yeah. someone else, you were like, eh, "Okay, it's it'll be fine, it but it be? won't be at that amazing level."
1: Yeah, you, yeah. You're so not it, going to get the red the red room with the with the <laughs> right. curtains. When, you're
0: uh, you're going to get your your dose of mindfuck.
1: Yes. When when Lynch is in control. <laughs> of course.
0: So, so I'm very excited s- about Lynch directing every episode of the the, I am, the reboot. I am-
1: and apparently he shot hours and hours of stuff uh, and and so the, their showtime is even, even saying we don't know how many episodes it's going to be we don't know how long they're going to be lynch can do what he wants which is awesome wow. so i just can't wait yeah that's really cool well that's the beauty um, of it being but, you know, on showtime
0: uh, instead of network tv
1: right absolutely um and showtime seems to you know unless they're pulling our leg they seem to be giving him complete control which just means it's going to be awesome um yes you know a, a couple weeks ago i guess it's been a couple months ago really they released a list right when filming wrapped they released a list of everyone in the cast yes and there were a lot of there were a lot of um familiar names from the series that were in there good um and the and then there were a couple that were not. Michael Aunt Keen is not going to be in it playing Harry Truman. Seriously? Yeah, he's, he didn't come back. Um, and I can't remember if they've cast someone else as Harry Truman or they've just ca- they've made someone else a character that's the sheriff. I feel like they cast someone else as Harry Truman. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. And then um, Piper Laurie is not going to be back in it. No, why um, not? And she, just, she, just- she just said they didn't ask her. She was she was all she was all ready to go and they they never came and asked her how so bizarre. apparently they didn't have yeah you know Lynch has his own idea of, of how what things are gonna be but one of the names I in want the cast, young
0: girls I don't want old ladies I want young girls
1: oh my god that's the best Lynch imitation I've ever heard <laughs> oh my god that's so awesome well, he, oh, he's standing right oh. next to me. Oh, my God. That was great. That sounded just like him, dude. You know, I've heard you do it when we've been hanging out. Right. um, Cooper. when you hear it and (laughs) do it, do the line. Cooper,
0: you remind me today of a small Mexican chihuahua.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, that's good. Okay, uh, you're, you're when, welcome. You know when you're, thank you. Yes, when you're standing <laughs> next to you and you see you do it, it's different than when you just hear your voice do it. And when you just hear it, right, and you don't see it coming out of any particular person's facade, yeah. Wow, you sound just like him. It's amazing. You
0: you you picture oh. the you picture the person in, instead of the the impersonator.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. The, the magic um, of podcasts. <laughs> yes Oh, so the person who's going to be in the cast that I'm like, "Oh, I, uh, oh, wow. Wow, Bob, Wow. <laughs> yes. um, Michael Sarah is going to be in it. And who wow. knows how much? And I just thought, my God, Michael Sarah in a lynch thing. Yeah,
0: that could be uh, good. Just
1: saying it out loud makes me tingle with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I think I had a small, mini little orgasm there. Right. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, Michael you can, Sarah
0: Sure. You can definitely so feel weird. how he could fit into that uh, twisted world.
1: Yes. You can just picture it. Michael Sarah, as the <laughs> kind of... I don't know what. Innocent, dumb, but yet maybe he's evil. Who knows?
2: Oh Oh, it's gonna
1: be good. It's gonna be good. I can't that's something that I'm waiting patiently for. (laughs) But I (laughs) will continue to have Mini-orgasms, not mini, M-A-N-Y, mini, <laughs> M-I-N-I. Oh, M-I-N-I. mini orgasms Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> mini-orgasms. Well, you might have many, many mini-orgasms. Okay. <laughs> in anticipation of Michael Sarah and Twin Peaks. All right, good. Oh, going to be good. Ah. Yep. Then the other thing that um, we we hit on last week was um, Walking Dead. Yes. Which, which we both watch and love, although I like to complain – Sometimes people don't get that. I, I like to complain about shows that I watch um, well, it's the, and love.
0: That's it, the critic in you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, for years I had a movie website where I wrote about movies, which you can – there's a link to it on our uh, page, which is – tell us, Mark. LTVpod.com. LTVpod.com. dot C-O-M. LTVpod.com. There's a link to File 13. Uh the old website I did, uh, where there's a ton of you have to poke around on it, but there's a shitload of movie reviews on there from movies from about nine, especially a lot of movies from about '95 to about 2005. Wow. That era is 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 uh, what most of the reviews come from. Um, Could be interesting. But,
0: Should check it out, folks. P-
1: yeah. yeah, please. Um, but then so. You know, I like to watch The Walking Dead. I like to complain about how it's based on a graphic novel and the writing is kind of graphic novelish. Yes. It's a little, you know, it can be good and bad at times. So, uh, you know, people think, oh, if I bitch about it, I don't like it. Well, that's not true at all.
2: No. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I like
1: yeah. it. I, just because I like it doesn't mean I don't have other ideas about it and want to make it better. So, sure. you know, the season, the season last... Last episode was when they met Negan, which got this great big build up to who this character is,
0: right. It was a huge build and, up, and
1: yeah, it was the whole point of the whole season just about to get to where they meet Negan, and then oh, they hired true. to play Negan, this guy who's been on Gray's Anatomy. I don't even remember what his real name is, and uh, I was just like, and he, don't know, it's something this is Dean is in his name, I think somewhere. But um, okay. I, I was just so disappointed <laughs> in the casting. I just didn't oh, really? find him threatening. Yeah, I thought he was like, uh, oh, I just hated the way he was written. I hated the way the guy acted him. I didn't uh, feel like it was threatening at all. I just thought this is just silly. You know, this is not, well, I don't know. I didn't care for it. He's He's probably not, you
0: know, a cartoon version of a villain. But then again, yes, he is. <laughs> Because well, he's, he's out of a graphic novel, novel. Yeah, but, of a, of a um, villain. but I think maybe that's what's what's more frightening about him is is maybe in his own mind he thinks he's a good guy who's trying to survive in this world the best way he knows how and and create his own new civilization. You know, we don't know right. his backstory yet. Uh, I'll have to wait well, and see what, they, what his motivating yeah, factor think- is.
1: I think that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> okay. I think that's the, anyway, what they were thinking too. I, I don't want to yeah, stop I, mean, I don't want to
0: stop your rant though. Continue.
1: Well, I I just think he's a little overly comedic. You know, it, it was which they've done on Walking Dead many times. okay, you know, the villain is always uh, very narrowly drawn. I hated the governor character. They're always very narrowly drawn without real um, impetus for their actions in my opinion. But anyway, okay, uh, doesn't mean I don't love the show. I fucking love the show. Oh, right right I, I, but i read okay. online that that's a given that's a one given one of the yeah one of the persons they thought about casting and i think he even auditioned for the part of negan was henry rollins and henry rollins wow. would be fucking amazing in that part that Probably would be so. a whole different show <laughs> true and I, and I was just like oh my god how could you get how could you see henry rollins Doing that, ooh, Henry Rollins with Gaga in A Star is Born. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck balls.
0: Wow. Oh, my I, God. I, I see what you did there.
1: That My mind did that without me even knowing it was oh, going there. Wow. Wow. Wow, Bob, wow.
0: That could be cool.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Bradley <laughs> Cooper, are you listening? Henry Rollins with Gaga <laughs> right. in A Star is Born you're welcome um, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but I just thought wow Henry Rollins as Negan would have just been I don't I just don't know how you could do better than that I just think that would really be interesting and and he would really do something Agreed. really great with that role yeah I'm not, I'm not sure yeah, I've the,
0: ever seen Henry Rollins act before so I, I I'm not sure how I feel about that but I, I like where you're going with that
1: well, he's been in a few things and I've I'm trying to think now too. I don't think I've ever actually seen a fiction film that he's been in. Yeah, I know um, there is
0: there there are a few.
1: There are. And I think I oh, I know I've seen one. Isn't he in like there's some oh, god damn it. I'd have to pull up his IMDb. There there's some movie that was about a chase or something. I don't even remember who was in it in the early yeah. 2000s. Oh. Erg.
0: Yes. He was in. He played a cop in that movie. That was a chase with one of the Sheen sons. One of Martin Sheen's sons. I yeah, I can't was, remember if it was it Emilio or was it uh, I, uh, Charlie. I,
1: I I was thinking it was Charlie, but I'm probably wrong.
0: Um, right. No, you're probably right. It is Char, Charlie Sheen. The the movie. And I was, can't remember uh, who
1: the other. Isn't there someone that plays like a sort of a SOP? That's the that ends up being in the car with Charlie Sheen. Th- screaming like a girl most of the time I I was, don't
0: no I thought it was a it, it was him and a girl that he had kidnapped and uh, they kind of fell in love or she was like a she was not a reluctant uh, uh victim for lack of a better victim. term
1: right yeah. right um well maybe so maybe so I it's been so long since I saw that and I feel and, like it's called the chase or something yeah
0: and Henry Rollins had like a a, a, a relatively small part as a police officer in that
1: yeah, I, and I've seen—I know—I've seen him in a few other movies where he's where, but where he's played small supporting characters. Right. Um, I, he's a really interesting guy, and and um, you yeah. know, and I—I I don't just think he's the greatest thing ever, but you know, he—he's certainly hit and miss with me at times. But yeah. I think, given a chance, he could really do something great in in The Star is Born or in Walking Dead. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I love his there's a you know he had a friend um who was murdered. Henry Rollins? Henry Rollins. Oh mm-hmm. shit. He talks he talks about it in one of you know he did he was one of those one of the first guys to kind of a, a, do a, a spoken word kind of things. In the late '80s, before that kind of stuff became a little more popular, right? And uh, he had a, he had a movie that was him doing his spoken word, what they called his spoken word thing, which was really him kind of storytelling and talking. Okay. Um, and I want to say it was called Talking from the Box, but it may be called something else. But he well, he tells this story of saw Henry
0: Rollins at uh, Fun 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 Fest one year where he did a, a kind of a spoken word thing. But anyway, continue. That
1: was within the last couple of years, right?
0: Yeah, that was like within the past three years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in the spoken word, in the first one he did, it, um, uh, the, about the last 20 minutes, he tells this story about he was living with some guy um, who was, I think, also a musician or singer. And they, they uh, came home and someone w- was robbing their house or... I can't remember the whole story but anyway his hmm. friend end, ends up getting murdered and and um, he you know he just kind of tells his whole story from someone and I do believe Right in front of him, but I could be wrong about that, too. But okay. he just kind of tells his story and it's, you know, his it's the person who was murdered was his close friend. And and, uh, you know, he's it, it obviously it's a big part of his life and something that was devastating for him. Wow. And it's just, a re- you know, when you when you see Henry Rollins and he's always playing the badass and kind of, you know, uh, being the tough punk guy lets down his guard and kind of shows you his real self in that monologue Mm
0: -hmm. um kind of a a sensitive side of sorts
1: yeah it's and it's real it's obviously really moving because of that because your expectation of him being billy badass you know you don't expect him to lower his guard and show you his true raw emotional self and so it's kind Mm -hmm. of it's you know he's certainly capable of doing that okay uh, in 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 non-fiction and i think he could do it really well in a fiction film if he was given the chance okay yeah
0: I could see that, yeah. And you were—I think you were right. You said that Bradley movie was Cooper, the chase—is that, that what it's the, called? That uh, Henry Rollins was in back in—that was like '94, quite a while did ago. Did you
1: did you did you look and see who the girl was? Um,
0: let's see—the girl who was since with you're uh, there.
1: Yeah, it's who, not Alicia Silverstone, is it? No, Christie Swanson. Oh, Alicia Silverstone light. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Henry yeah, Rollins I, I got third. I do believe thir- I saw that movie.
0: He got third billing in that, so that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think he had a pretty substantial part Yeah, because He was, he was big in,
0: in in the chase, so there
1: you go. Would, uh, click on Henry Rollins and tell me some other stuff he's in. Okay. <laughs> this is podcast, if let's, I must. let's change our podcast. <laughs> let's change our podcast to be about me having you Google stuff and then me commenting on what we c- Wow, he's
0: he's he's either in something that just was released or is about to be released uh, called Guter Dammerung. I don't know what that means. Mm. <laughs> he was in a movie like, called that
1: is German for good, good something. Yes, good dick. <laughs> it's German. It's for good it, dick.
0: If I do it, if I do it uh, phonetically, it's Gutter Damerung. But it would be pronounced Gutter Damerung. Guter Damerung. So, yeah, <laughs> whatever. He was in some TV series called con men movie called the last heist mm. a TV series called adventure time.
1: Uh, no, that's a cartoon series. He must've had a, oh, just okay. did a voice thing on that. All right. Done um, that. There was see. some movie he was in a couple years ago and it may have been four or five or more mm-hmm. that I saw a preview for where they come into his hotel room it's two guy. I think it's like two guys come in. He's in a hotel room. Uh, and there's they end up getting into a fight or something. And then I feel like it had some kind of fucking vampire twist to it. Really? I wonder what the fuck that movie's called. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, a vampire movie? Know.
0: Okay, here's one from mm-hmm. 2009 called Suck.
1: No, it wasn't that obvious. It, okay, uh, uh, maybe i put two.
0: The Devil's Tomb, perhaps. Hmm. Hmm. Of course, he did Maybe I put
1: two movies together in my mind.
0: Looks like he was on uh, ten episodes of The Sons of Anarchy.
1: Did you watch that show? I never watched that uh, show either.
0: I, I think I watched watched like the last two seasons because Sierra was was big into it.
1: It just looked. I don't know. It just looked. Like, if I was going to watch something like that, I would watch, and they're not even anything alike, I know, but I would definitely watch Shameless before I would watch Sons of Anarchy.
0: Oh, well, yeah, no, I I get that, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sons of Anarchy, uh, I don't know,
0: just held no appeal for me. There are aspects of it that were, were interesting, especially because, like, one of the main actors, at least in the last few seasons, who played the son, Jax, was actually a british actor and so it was really interesting um watching him act but then you know when he would be interviewed for like after shows and stuff like that uh, he was you know speaking in this british accent it was very discombobulating you know because he's playing this you know california uh biker gang leader
1: oh that was the guy um charlie Hunan or Hunan. Uh, right, he's blonde, blondish, and has a, yeah. had a him. beard and sons Anarchy, yeah, yeah. he's him. in a he's in a, a, a movie version of Nicholas Nickleby when he's younger. Um, that was almost kind of gay. That was that, really awesome.
0: <laughs> is that Nicholas Nickleby with uh, three M's and a silent Q?
1: It is. Oh, okay. It's the um. <laughs> it's the the Dickensian, the Charles Dickens.
0: <laughs> no, I know. Um, uh, <laughs> I was. Making a very obscure Monty Python reference.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, no, I, no, I'm sorry. I didn't get it. I a apologize Q, for another cue. The I, Batman I, symbol.
0: I'll, I'll, ed, I'll edit, that all out.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, we're I, gonna edit that I out. I
0: promise, I promise.
1: I wonder. I got on. I got on Wikipedia. I wonder if um, this, the movie I was thinking of, it was called. There's one called Feast. That looks like it might be the one I was thinking of. A feast. As,
0: that sounds like a yeah. vampire movie.
1: But it starts out. You're watching it, and it starts out, and it looks like it's going to be like a gangster movie or a, a you know, something similar. Uh, gangster movie isn't the right term for it, but like kind of a, some kind of movie like that and where it takes these a guys right come turn. and they. Yeah, they want like money that. from him or something and like he yeah. And they're they, and they're gonna beat him up or something and they start fighting and then vampires happens and you're like, Whoa, is this a gangster movie or a vampire movie? <laughs> okay. It looks somewhat interesting, but uh, uh I forgot too. It looks like um pretty uh, out Henry there. Rollins was Yeah. Looks like Henry Rollins was in Lost Highway. I haven't watched Lost Highway for a long time. Wow. Yeah. In fact, I
0: I I I don't think
1: I have that one on DVD. Yeah, I did too. I um. Uh,
0: That's oh, that's that's the one with Robert Blake playing the creepiest man on earth.
1: (laughs) I've I've been in your house, and in fact, I'm in your house right now. (laughs) (laughs) What a great line! Oh, Oh. so good. Only Lynch could write something like that. Yeah, that's that, that that's crazy. Well, I, I, uh, before we devolve completely into googling stuff and talking about it, yeah, <laughs> we probably shouldn't,
0: shouldn't do that. Yes, yes. We, we end have up to make down a, some very, very slippery slopes.
1: We do, we do. Um, I think the, oh man, Richard Pryor is in Lost Highway. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, you know, the, the,
0: well, the guy who runs the mechanics shop, isn't he?
1: Is he? It's his last film appearance, it says here. I did right, not yeah, remember was, that at all. He was... Wow. Yeah,
0: he, he, he looked like he was in. Yeah, looking pretty bad. He could barely talk and had trouble walking, etc. But he did a good job in the film as, you know, the character that he was playing. It was just a little sad to see him in that way. Hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, definitely at the end of his life, he was in pretty bad shape, so... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've got to watch Lost Highway again. Yeah, definitely. Well, so before it's we great. before we go, we should uh, we should do our oblique strategy, our obligatory oblique strategy. Oh,
0: right, man, we almost forgot.
1: It's oblique strategy time. Yeah. This, uh, this oblique <laughs> strategy time. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it's great. the obligatory oblique strategy time. Okay. Choose one. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> So here we go, man. Let's let's pull a card. Here it is.
1: Okay. Now, now again, the the we we didn't really say this last time, but for th- those who are listening to this episode for the first time or have forgotten since the last episode, the idea is to think of a problem that is uh, something you've been uh, struggling with recently, something that uh, that's just you know you still haven't made up your mind about or figured out or or don't know what to do about. So think of a uh, some kind of problem or What's the right. word I'm looking for, Mark? Or, or it could be a, uh,
0: a creative block that you're having.
1: Right, correct, yeah. Something that you're trying to get yourself through. Put that idea in your mind uh, about about that situation, and then this card will help you see that problem in a new way. Okay. Hopefully.
0: That's a good way of putting it. And so yeah, the card says, Would anyone want it? Question mark. Would anyone want hmm. it?
1: Would anyone want it? Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Wild. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that is. That definitely makes you think... If you were thinking of a, a, a thing, then obviously that would relate directly. But if you're not thinking of a thing, if you're just thinking of a situation, then that really makes you think about it in a unique way. Right. It because the question is... Yes. Would anyone want it? Would anyone want so it? So first, you, first I mean, it, you'd have to decide what the it is.
0: Right. I mean, it could be an idea. It could be a a concept. It could be a suggestion. It yes. Could be, it could yes. be an item, a product. Yes, it or a be, situation. It could be genitalia. It
1: could be. <laughs> genitalia, well, I, I was going to say genitalia is never a problem, but sometimes... <laughs> The wrong wrong gender genitalia is is, okay. (laughs) Uh, That just opened a whole can of worms that I didn't want to open at all. I'm uh, trying to put the worms back in the fucking can now, and they're fucking everywhere, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hands off the worms. Uh,
1: Hands (laughs) off the worms. Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's – yeah. Would anyone want it? Because I always think about – I always think about problems in my life that are usually related. I don't I don't want to dwell on it, but on uh, uh, my day-to-day life, you know, my work life. I always think, uh, how can I make my work life better? How? That's what I'm usually thinking about when these cards, oh, we read these cards. Right. And so it's like, would anyone want it? Well, would anyone want, want, what, want, what? Well,
0: you know? Maybe, maybe there's something like, uh, you have some ideas to make, uh, your work environment better and would perhaps want to suggest it to some higher ups or something and and uh your suggestion would anyone want it
1: right would uh, anyone listen would yeah. anyone hear you right yeah
0: yeah you could yeah. probably turn turn the question and make it make it uh, fit you a little better yeah, so, yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, just like, you know, if if you sometimes it's, when you're, you know, when you have a job and it's problematic and you think uh, the managers don't know or, you know, the powers that be don't understand that problem. And you're like, if they'd only do this, that would just solve everything. Right. But would anyone want it? Would anyone want it if they did that? Is yeah. that really the answer? <laughs> True. Okay. I mean, it's the cards are, you know, they're not. The cards are flawed, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not, it's not
0: necessarily. No. It's not. They're not here to give you an answer. It's just to make you think about things in a different way. And so,
1: correct. It's and, not a magic eight ball. Yeah, exactly. It's, it it's not it a, magic, a eight magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. It's, magic eight ball. No, it's. It's not a magic eight ball. It's not. It's not a religion.
0: Obli- it's strategy. just an. Yeah, it's just an
1: idea. <laughs> just an idea just a different way to think about a problem
0: right just to make you think about some things differently perhaps
1: see i like that one you know i've kind of i've kind of been shitty about the last two of these yeah that's right you you kind of i'm kind of shit on them well they were they were
0: easily converted into clichés and so that's probably why you know they were easy to shit on
1: a little easier because this one isn't this one is a good that's right. a good question that people usually don't ask themselves unless they're inventing a product, you know, which specifically makes right. you ask, "Boy, would does this? Would anyone want this?" Um, but this in is, other this,
0: yeah, this is not Shark Tank,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a magic eight ball. It's not fucking Shark Tank. Uh, it's just a way to open your mind to new realms of possibilities and thought. Right. Man, cool.
0: Okay. Hey! Um, awesome. I uh I I really enjoyed this episode. It was it was a lot of fun. I, we I did too. We went uh you know all over the map a little bit here and there. Went down some some slippery slopes for sure. So uh, I I I think we we've done it.
1: <laughs> I think so. I think mm-hmm. we did. And I uh I had a great time. I'm I really enjoy meeting with you every week like this to chit chat and absolutely. Um, it's it's always a lot of fun and you know we've talked about this off off show but mark browner does all the technical work he does all the recording and the and the editing and the putting it online and all that stuff and i'm very grateful to you for all the hard work you do to make the show great because uh you have to take all my ramblings and somehow (laughs) fold them into something that's interesting to listen to so thank you
0: (laughs) well thank you lodger and and but uh you bring a lot to this show your your insight into things and your uh, encyclopedic knowledge of, of other things uh really makes this show great. So don't sell yourself short. You you do a lot.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you on many levels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting into that
0: mutual admiration society again.
1: <laughs> we are. We love each other. I'm going <laughs> to yes we do I don't know why the show turned into a musical I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) we should end every show with me apologizing I'm so sorry (laughs) that it turned into a musical I apologize I'll Uh, do better next show
0: (laughs) uh, don't worry about it we can edit that out
1: (laughs) oh we'll just edit that out
0: (laughs) of course Uh, 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 no uh, not at all Wow. Oh. Looks like we're going to have Hoover. an hour. It's going to be an hour and a half episode, dude.
1: I think so. I think so. It's good we started early because we talked longer. So
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um, as we always say, we'll see you in a week or so or talk to you in a week or so. And uh, so slide in next time for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope.
1: Thanks for listening. Lodger out and proud. Yeah.